a message for liberals and the mainstream media. You can't handle the truth! So, buckle up, snowflakes, because we're about to deliver the politically direct best in conservative commentary, news, and investigative reports. We're telling the truth, and we're not gonna stop. Okay, liberals, back under the bridge with the rest of your fellow trolls, and oh yeah, Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots. They are special, special people on RSPRadio1.com. Welcome to Right Side Patriots on RSPRadio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. It's Friday night, 23rd of June. <clears throat> Welcome to it. Good evening, Diane. Good evening, Craig, and how are you today? I'm doing all right. Okay, that's good. Yeah, going to have a big storm later tonight. I'm looking forward to that. Ah, well, here in the summer in Florida, good storms pop up, uh, you know, almost daily, and they're over in five minutes, and the sun is out again. We We had some good rain Last night we had some rain this morning and we're supposed to get hammered tonight, so Okay. But it's okay. all good. We need it. You know? Yep. It's good here in cattle country gets the grass growing. That's true, because you're in the uh sand hills, so now your sand can actually turn to ground. <laughs> well, you know, and that's, you know, people don't understand, really, if they drive through here, they don't really know <clears> that the hills here are all sand dunes that are covered in grass. And, uh, you know, and, and this is all leftover sand from when this part of the country was uh, the, at the bottom of an inland sea millions of years ago. Okay. Yeah, which is why we can find shark's teeth out here. <laughs> I know, that's so cool. It, I, it's weird. I remember when my um, son was doing his postdoc, and they were sent to India to, to explore something. I guess that's the, the bottom of the Himalayas kind of goes into the India area. Right. Uh-huh. And they found shark's teeth all the way up. The mountains. Right. I mean, when the mountains rose up, they took the shark's teeth with them. <laughs> that's you know? true. I mean, I mean, that's really how it happened, you know? That's true. And uh, I, I, funny story, I'll make it short. When I was in college, my friend Neil and I <clears throat> were in a geology class, and we had a field trip. And the guy that, uh, the, the teacher's assistant that took us on the field trip, it was on a Saturday. He was really hung over because he'd been out partying all night Friday night. So he was really hung over, and we're all sitting on this hillside kind of looking for different rocks. And Neil all of a sudden starts yelling, I found one, I found one. Well, Randy, the teacher's assistant, you know, assistant professor, he comes running up the side of the hill. What? What'd you find? What'd you find? You know, remember, he's all hung over. And Neil says, I found a brontosaurus. <laughs> and Randy just looked at him and goes, "Oh, shut up!" <laughs> he just wandered away. You know, but oh uh, my god, yeah. I mean, well, we find shorts. reminiscing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got a show to do for crying out loud. Yes, um, we do. Let's start with what's been all over the news for almost a full week, and that's the uh, submersible that had gone down to view the Titanic. And uh, the the final outcome of it uh, was tragic, but at least where you and I were concerned, not at all unexpected. No. And uh, 
I just want to say a couple of things about this because I put up on Facebook and I got a lot of flack for it. Almost upon hearing about what happened and being that I am very grounded in science, I put up a statement that these people are gone. Right. And I didn't say why or anything like that, but I said they were gone. Scientific fact proves that they're gone. And I got all this flack. Oh, we're praying. How could you be like that? It's only day Uh. one. Well, now I'm going to tell you. Okay, there were three very simple scientific back facts. Okay, as the implosion occurs, the temperature inside the sub rises, causing those trapped inside to suffer severe burns. The traumatic injury itself would cause instantaneous death. Thus, the violent nature of the implosion itself makes it impossible to survive. That's one fact. Number two, also during said implosion, the immense water pressure causes the air-filled spaces in the body to collapse, causing instant death, especially at the level that the sub was. No matter how high up or how low it is, it's at different atmospheric pressures than we are normally. Okay, so simply what happens then is the body implodes inward. In other words, the body is crushed. Hence, there are no bodies to recover. Number three, because the depth at which this happened, it's my opinion that first we need to leave the Titan's remains as is because it would be dangerous to try and recover it and could lead to more deaths. The only option being for the robotic vehicle alone to salvage what's possible. And second, the area where the Titanic and now the Titan are should be left alone as hollowed ground. Simply let the dead rest in peace and not be but a tourist (coughs) attraction for the rich. Now we have to add in a couple of key things. There were no Americans on this ship at all yet it dominated and still dominates our new cycle. Remember, France's robotic deep-sea rover took days to get there, and that's what allowed our news media to turn this into a media circus and a divert and deflect operation from the important news happening in this country. And you know what? I, I you know, applaud those that held out hopes But being that I'm someone grounded in science, scientific facts, in my opinion, should never overrule common sense and logic, which basically means science alone, logic alone, common sense alone. As soon as this happened and what this little... uh, sub was made out of a lot of titanium, which is not as strong as certain other elements. These people were dead right away. As soon as they lost contact with them, about an hour, hour and 45 minutes, that's when the implosion happened. And, you know, I can go into atmospheric pressures and all that, why the bodies are, there are no bodies, it's it's kind of it would kind of be a little bit hard to understand for some people, but let's just say there's nothing as far as remains to recover. Let them rest in peace. You know, you and I were talking about it on Monday. Yes, uh, the the submersible went missing on Sunday. Uh, you, you and I didn't have a chance to talk over the weekend, so on Monday we were talking about it. And one of the things I said on Monday was that it could have been uh, a rapid depressurization or implosion that got it. I mean, when you understand how these submersibles work and and the the basics behind them, there's very little catastrophically that can go wrong outside of a complete loss of power or an implosion. Right, or a a breach. Basically, 
It's well, my look. opinion, after looking at certain scientific information, this the front of this little sub was a special kind of glass so that people could see out and, you know, that's what they're there for, to see the Titanic. I think if there was a breach, it was where that glass front hit the um, um, titanium and, and the other area right along that weld. I think if there was that type of breach, I know you have another idea of that, but if there was a breach along there, that's what caused it. Yeah, I think that's probably the most likely culprit uh, is that, but I don't think we can rule out the the possibility. I think it's an outside possibility, but nonetheless, uh, the battery, the batteries yeah. could have exploded uh, yeah. and and ripped into uh, you know the the main part of the the submersible. But uh, you know, I you know, rapid depressurization that's that's an implosion. You know, when you're that far underwater, that's you know the result is an implosion and that's pretty much what i thought it was and you know you you look at the situation um you know if you have situational awareness that thing is thousands and thousands of feet below sea level when that occurred okay we we know now that the sound that was picked up by the navy was heard about an hour and 45 hour and 50 minutes uh, after it happened yeah Yeah. after it submerged okay so you know it's thousands of feet uh below sea level and there is no surviving that now on the off chance that it was uh, a simple loss of communication loss of power and the the submersible went to the bottom and couldn't power its way back up those people were dead anyway i mean they you know i and we, we know they died instantly okay so i'm not right. saying i'm not saying they didn't i'm putting forth a scenario if they had lived to the point where they got to the bottom and were down there waiting for rescue rescue was never going to come because we have no way of rescuing a submersible, even a small one of that size, that's in 12,500 feet of water. So right. those people are going to expire one way or, or another. I think, thankfully and luckily, it was instantaneous. Oh, absolutely instantaneous. You know. But the fact um, that didn't settle gently to the bottom, folks, because the fact is no, that no, what was eventually picked up was debris. There was no part of that ship that was totally intact to be recognized as the little the little Titan. It was debris pieces. Right. And basically to understand what they were facing, like Craig said, they were about between twelve and thirteen thousand feet underwater. You have to understand one atmosphere is normal pressure at sea level. Just what you and I are now sitting here, we're at one atmosphere, which is basically 14.7 pounds per square inch. The Titanic is at 365 atmospheres. So you have to understand what, even if somehow that they survived, which they didn't, but let's say they did. 365 pounds of atmospheric pressure, you're going to be nothing. That that equates to 6,000 pounds per square inch of pressure. Right. Putting, is what that equates. Put on a human body. Yeah. Right. Um, now, there's other aspects of what happened that, you know, other people don't want to talk about because... You know, you you talk about these things on the mainstream media and people will be like, well, how could you be so cruel? Um, It's not cruel. It's just factual. It's just honest. It's a a look at reality. Um, One of the most ironic things about this was um, the wife of one of the people who was in that submersible, Mm -hmm. the wife 
is directly related to the two richest people who died on the Titanic in 1912. Oh, yeah, the conspiracy loons were out in force. Well, but, but I mean, I, and I don't give a crap about the conspiracy loons. I just think it's ironic, you know, that, that there was a direct tie uh, to that. But I call it, it a coincidence. Well, it is, but I mean, it's, but it's ironic, okay? I mean, you know, that, that the, the, a direct relative of the Strausses was married to one of the guys in the, in the submersible. Uh, very odd, but, you know, one of the weird things uh, in the aftermath, and, and by aftermath, I mean anything that happened after Sunday afternoon is a lot of people took to social media making fun of the people that were on the submersible or in the submersible saying they deserved it because they were rich and no. you know and, and that kind of stuff and that's that's bull crap right you know and and i i hate seeing stuff or hearing stuff like that i'll make yeah. fun of just about everything i mean almost nothing is off limits to me and at some point this might be something that i would make fun of but at that point in time when we're still trying to figure out exactly what happened even knowing uh that that these five people had lost their lives you know this is not something to be turned into uh, a political commentary if you will well you know what craig two things the one who i just I just feel terrible about was the 19-year-old. He did not want to go. He begged his father not to go. The aunt came out and made a, a statement. The aunt was the boy's father's sister. And he was begging his aunt, talk to my father. I don't want to go. I'm afraid. And the father forced him to go as a Father's Day gift. At least this is what the aunt said. Some fathers they give for the family. Yeah. Um, basically, you should never force anyone to do something they don't want to do. And number two, though, what gets me a little bit upset about this, the Navy knew. Now, I'm right. not blaming the Navy because the higher-ups in the Navy have to answer to other people higher right. up than them. However... Our military is not the military it was, let's say, under President Trump. This is a woke military now. They knew that day. I knew on Father's Day when this happened that they didn't survive because I'm based in science. Right. The Navy knew. When they heard that sound at that level that they heard it, they knew something happened. This was not a simple communications loss. Could they say anything? No. It's my opinion, and this is only my opinion. They were told not to release that certain data for days. And that's what happened. This thing about the picking up the sound didn't happen until days later. So what happened in that meantime in the meantime? All these things were happening in our country, you know, the Bidens, this, that, um, the the Durham tr uh, hearings and, and all of that, and all that was put aside. No American was on this ship. Yeah, I mean, the mainstream media was uh, pretty obvious that they were told, talk about the submersible as much as possible, push everything else to the side, you know, right. focus focus on this, and uh, you know because they didn't want to talk about Biden's troubles and Hunter's troubles and right. and uh, you know the sweetheart deal, and we'll talk about the sweetheart deal here in a little bit. But they didn't want to talk about any of that, so they used this as a uh, shield uh, yes. against talking about that. Now I do have to give credit to Fox News, at least their uh, prime time shows in the evenings they did talk about the submersible but it was wasn't until they were a good halfway through uh each hour's programs before right. anything was brought up they dealt 
with what was the the political news of the day, what people really need to know about. Then they do a very short segment on the submersible and then go right back to the other stuff. Right. So what what the media actually did, Craig, was they dishonored the people who died on here. They made them a news story for ratings and for divert and deflect. Yeah. I mean, mean, they they insulted their families. They insulted the people that died. And this was just handled all wrong. The Navy should have been allowed to come out Sunday afternoon and say, we picked up something. And it it would have spared the families going through almost a week of hell not knowing can I just say something about that whole Navy incident, by the way? Sure. When the Navy comes out and says, well, you know, we have top secret listening devices, and we heard what for all the world sounded like either an implosion or an explosion underwater in that area where the Titanic is at roughly the time that the submersible lost contact with its mothership. Uh, when, when you come out as a Navy and say that, suddenly, it seems to me, your super double top secret listening device is no longer super double top secret. Exactly. So our <laughs> national you know, security secrets were given away by the media. Yeah. You know, we've got, we've got such sophisticated devices, we could hear it. Yes. Uh, and they're top secret. Well, not anymore. Now the whole world knows we got it. Yeah, they know what we have. I mean, this administration um, is just out to destroy this country one way or another. You know, it it just, that was one of the things that just irritated me. You know, as soon as they came out and said that, I went, why would you say that out loud? Exactly. You know. Well, I'm just glad that I'm sorry these people died. I'm glad they didn't know it hit instantaneously. Uh, my condolences to their families. But, you know, people, you got to, before you go and do something dangerous like this, you know, first of all, the the little sub should have been tethered all the way down, you know, until it was safely in place, but it wasn't. Um you got to think twice before you do something dangerous like this. Well, you know, people have been doing dangerous things in the name of uh, curiosity and, and uh, you know, things like that uh, ever since curiosity and, and humans were invented. So, right. you know, and, and I'll tell you something else. You know, people say, well, you know, these people deserved it because they were rich. No. 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 I mean, did they have an advantage that they could pony up $250,000 and get inside this thing and go see the Titanic? Yeah. But um, it's their prerogative. It's their money. They can can go. Nobody's forcing them, uh, you know, to to get in the the submersible. And there's no rule that says just because they're rich, they they have to go down and see the Titanic. It's called jealousy, Craig. The people yeah. who say it re- wish they were that rich. You know, these people, uh, you know, with the possible exception of the 19-year-old, all had free will. Um, right. And, you know, if the 19-year-old, um, you know, I mean, I, I understand there are circumstances surrounding that, uh, right. certain, you know, ideological things that surround that that uh, may have prevented him uh, from taking a stand and not going. But if he really, really wanted to, you know, he, he could have not. But, you know, exactly. I mean, it's, uh, it's a matter of free will. I mean, you know, if people have the, the financial means to do it and the opportunity to do it and there is a device that can get them down there, um, it's up to them. And people yes. have been taking you know, wild chances on wild things ever since people and wild things were invented. So, you know, uh, but as far as the Titanic is concerned, 
you know, there's a lot that can still be learned about the Titanic scientifically. These people were not on a scientific mission. They were on a sightseeing mission. Um, I think the scientific missions that uh, continue to dive on the Titanic are good. Um, I think there's a lot to be learned uh, about that uh, from a scientific and a historical standpoint. But I think uh, maybe sightseeing at 12,500 feet below sea level might want to be reconsidered. Yeah, we differ a little in that because I think uh, it's time to let the Titanic rest. It's time to let it be sacred and hollowed ground where 1,500 people died. The ship now is a mess. It's full of barnacles and algae, and it's, it's actually dissolving in certain areas as the rust is eaten through certain areas and whatnot. It's time we know just about everything there is to know about the Titanic. It's time to just let it rest in peace, in my opinion. And now the Titan along with it. Yeah, I mean, just just leave leave the Titan where it is. You know, whatever's left of it, leave it where it is. There's no sense in the expenditure and risk involved in trying to bring even the pieces of that thing up. Right. Uh, just just leave it where it is. As for the Titanic, I know it looks a little rough, but I'm sure it'll buff right out. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, you know, I, we've gone longer on this topic than uh, I think either of us really intended. Um, right. You know, but I, it's it, you know we've only got a couple of minutes left in this segment, and you know I I just think. If, uh, you know, if they want to continue to do scientific dives uh, on the Titanic, I think that's fine. A lot of that can be done by remote uh, robot rovers. You right. know, there's, there's not much use at this point in putting humans uh, down there there's to look at it with left. eyeballs. You know, I mean, uh, yeah. we've seen what we've seen. And just recently... Uh, a 3D grid of the Titanic uh, that was photographed with lasers mm-hmm. um, was released to the public, and it's remarkable oh. in its detail. Um, yeah. You know, and we can use that for a lot of the things scientifically uh, that we need to know what we don't know yet or what we might want to learn uh, in the future. We can do, I think, 90% of it, 95% of it with robotics um the need to send people down there to eyeball it uh i i don't think human eyes are going to see or recognize the things that are going to be useful i think that can only be done by robotics and technology at this point yeah well i just think it's time to move on from the titanic i think it's it's you know it's a sad part of history Ships are not the same today like they were then. That type of accident would not happen now. Um, it's a, it's you know it's going to always be a fabled part of history, but sometimes it's time to move on from things and to risk your life for that. I think people need to think twice, and I don't think this company is going to be in operation much longer. Yeah, yeah I, kind of, I kind of agree with you on that point. I, I think this may have been about the end of their business plan. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, and, and for a lot of reasons. I mean, first of all, uh, apparently their equipment may not be as up to speed as it should be. And after a thing like this, I think most people – that at one point or another had contemplated ponying up 250000 to go see it, are probably rethinking that, that vacation, you know? I would think so. And it's not really a vacation, you know. It's only supposed to be four hours, and then you start to submerge again. Hey, that's longer than William Shatner spent in space. Ah, uh, but I'd love to do what William Shatner did. <laughs> <laughs> see? See, and again, that's that's a dangerous thing. 
you know? I, I mean, think it's less dangerous than what this little sub did. You know, I mean, pick your poison. I mean, that's really that's what it comes true. down to. Folks, we've hit the bottom of the hour. We've still got a couple of good topics coming up, so don't go anywhere. There's plenty more to come on Right Side Patriots after this. You're listening to Right Side Patriots Radio, the best in conservative commentary, news, and talk, where we do away with the politically correct nonsense and give you the politically direct truth. This is the home of Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern with Craig Andreessen and Diane Sori. We're working to make this country great again from the right and leaving puddles of melted snowflakes on the left. Thanks for listening to Right Side Patriots, your best bet on the Internet. You're listening to RSPRadio1.com. Hi guys, Diane Sorry from The Patriot Factor on thepatriotfactor.blogspot.com, where I found a home base seven years ago after becoming one of Facebook's long-time Facebook felons, or so I've been told by the Facebook gods. On my blog, you will find not only my articles, but our Right Side Patriots investigative reports, as well as stories and links to and from well-known writers and bloggers, plus what I call almost daily memes, my snarky take on news of the day. And for more great takes on the issues of the day, check out the National Patriot at thenationalpatriot.com, where you can read Craig's insight into all the current news happenings. And join us both on Right Side Patriots every Tuesday and Friday night from 7 to 9 p.m. EST at rspradio1.com. Welcome back to Right Side Patriots on rspradio1.com. Craig Andreessen at the National Patriot, Diane Sori at the Patriot Factor. If you miss any part of tonight's show, go to rspradio1.com tomorrow morning, click the podcast button, and there you go. Yep. All right. So, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis from the little-known state of Florida is suing the Biden Department of Education. Good for him. I love this, and it has to do with how accreditation processes are being conducted for colleges and universities. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Diane, but didn't Florida pass something where they control the accreditation process and move it mm-hmm. from one accreditation service to another and kind of keep it moving around, and the Biden... Uh, Department of Indoctrination is trying to upend that? Is that what this is about? Yeah, basically what happened is they're trying to undercut Florida's higher education reforms, all the reforms that Governor DeSantis put in. And um, in that the stating is that the Department of Education has unconstitutionally collaborated with accreditation bodies to try to block the governor's efforts to bring increased transparency and accountability to public colleges and universities. Well, yeah, we wouldn't want transparency. We wouldn't want accountability. No. Good Lord. And, you know, it cuts the woke, the affirmative nonsense um, it, 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 what Governor DeSantis basically is trying to do, you get into college based on your grades the way you should get into college. Uh, on a kind of a meritocracy scale, if, if you earn it, if your grades are, are good enough to earn your way into college, you get right. in. Right. Your color, your nationality, your whatever doesn't matter. It should be merit-based you know, basically. And this also has to do with the accreditations because they're using certain things that they shouldn't be in consecutive cycles. It's here in Florida, universities are required to go through an accreditation process to receive federal funding. 
And our state law requires that over half of Florida's public colleges and universities have to change their accreditors within the next two years. In other words, this keeps everything fresh, up to date, and fair. And that's the one thing the Biden administration doesn't want. Well, it's one of the things they don't want. Another thing they don't want is education. They want indoctrination. Exactly. And if they can if they can upend Florida's accreditation process, they stand a better ch- chance of continuing with the indoctrination rather than uh, schools, you know, higher education being education based. If the federal government has their way, it'll be indoctrination based. Right. And and it basically what our governor was saying is he will not allow Florida's public colleges and universities to be held hostage by creditors that are unaccountable to the people of Florida. In other words, our Florida state colleges and universities should answer to Florida, not to Biden. Well, there you go, making sense again. We'll have none of that. I know. We can't make <laughs> sense, Craig. Well, I mean, you think about it. Any state their college should answer to that state. Right. Right. And and um, Governor DeSantis actually issued a very strong statement yesterday where he said, and these are his exact words, I will not allow Joe Biden's Department of Education to defund America's number one higher education system, all because we refuse to bow to unaccountable accreditors who think they should run Florida's public universities. Well, guess what? He's not going to allow that. Just like there's no drag queen hours, there's no sex indoctrination, there's vouchers where parents can pick where their kids want to go. There's a reason Florida's now number one in education in certain areas, and he intends to keep it that way. In fact, this is part of his blueprint that he'd like to see happen across the whole country if he was president, where the accountability has to go to the state, not to the federal government. Well, and and this speaks to something I've been advocating for years. We need to get rid of the Federal Department of Education. It no longer serves a purpose. It's now detrimental uh, to students at every single grade level. Right, the indoctrination starts with the federal government and works its way down. Right, let the individual states handle their own schools, get the federal government out of it 100%. I have been for years, for almost a decade, I have been all in favor of abolishing the Federal Department of Education. Right, you have been, yeah. Yeah, I, I just... You know, and and it, it, I hate to say it because, you know, I I went through government schools, public schools, right? Mm-hmm. I, I went to the University of Nebraska, um, you know, state school. And, you know, but that was back when you actually got an education. You weren't being indoctrinated, you know. And, and I've had a lot of teachers in my life who I have really respected i mean really respected and a lot of them actually became friends as i got older Uh, you know teachers i had all the way through school uh, actually became more friends than uh, teachers you know down the road and but you look at the state of public education and higher education today and you can trace a lot of these woes all the way back to the federal government and I mean, that's the root of the problem right there. Pull the roots yes. out. Absolutely. And Governor DeSantis is not backing down on this issue. And more kudos to him. And this is part of his blueprint for America, basically, on the successes of Florida. I mean, more people are coming to Florida than any state. There's a reason for that. Now, will this case, and I, I'm hoping you know, because I'm not positive, 
But it seems to me this case should be heard in the state of Florida. Is that right, or is it going to be heard in D.C.? I don't think the actual venue has been picked yet, but I would guess it would be heard here, but I could be wrong. I, I, I would um, think if you all happened, Craig, this just all happened yesterday. I, you know, so we're just hearing about everything right. today. And I would it, think the suit would have to be heard in the state in which the suit was filed. I would think so. But being that, you know, the the federal you know, um, yeah, there's a federal education aspect. is involved. There could be a little, you know, well, no, we want it up here. Um, time will tell. Let's put it that way. No, it's one of these things we're going to keep an eye on because, yeah. uh, you know, and once again, DeSantis is leading the way. And I would expect uh, other red states to follow suit in short order. I really would. I would think so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe some will wait and see what the outcome of DeSantis's case is, but I think a lot of red states are going to look at a lawsuit like this and say, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. Let's uh, let's do the same thing. Yeah, because parents are getting fed up. Their kids are, you know, they send their kid to a college or university, a state college or university, for an education, not to be indoctrinated. And they sure as hell, most parents don't want the woke nonsense. That's right. That's exactly right. So uh, unless you've been living in a cave in Tora Bora, you've probably heard that Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal uh, Mm -hmm. er earlier this week. Uh, A slap on the wrist with a feather. Uh, He will serve no jail time uh, for his IRS malfeasance and his handgun malfeasance. Uh, other people that have committed the same crimes are spending years behind bars, not Hunter right. Biden. Um, right. Why do we suppose Hunter Biden got such a sweetheart deal? Oh, gee, I wonder why. I'll just take a wild shot in the dark, Diane. I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. <laughs> <laughs> daddy pulling strings, and daddy's pulling, and daddy string puller pulling the strings even higher up to get this off. So how how much of a sweetheart deal was this? I mean, yeah, we you know, we all know about, you know, no jail time, misdemeanors, you know, what should have been felonies reduced to misdemeanors, a five year investigation and this was all they yeah. could come up with. You know, we all we all know that. But <clears throat> Last night in Washington, D.C., Joe Biden held a state dinner, and guess who one of the guests was? Jay, let me guess. Could it have been his ne'er-do-well son? Yes, it was his ne'er-do-well son, and you know who his ne'er-do-well son got to chit-chat with at the state dinner? The Indian Prime Minister? Yeah, but not only that, also... Merrick Garland. Oh, isn't that a coincidence? You mean the one that didn't want to press the charges to begin with, that Merrick Garland? Yes, the Merrick Garland, who is the prosecutor who refuses to prosecute anybody by the name of Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They were were chumming it up at the the state dinner last night. Uh, You know, uh, the big guy, Joe Biden, all smiles. You know, he's very proud of his son. He says, very proud, very proud. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, uh, the, of course, you know, Hunter is the smartest guy he knows. Um, yeah, he's very you know. proud of a drug dealer um, and a drug user. He's very proud of someone who fathers a child and then turns their back on that child. Very had had, had, of, had an affair know, with his brother's wife. Basically committing treason against this country with his... Uh, pay-for-play deals. Yeah, very proud of him. Yeah, the the son that shacked up with his dead brother's wife. Oh, yeah, we've got that one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you don't want to leave that out. The the son, the smartest guy Joe knows, that frequented hookers. Yeah. And, yeah. 
you know, did uh, tons and tons of crack and meth and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the guy that lied on his gun application, the guy that skated on IRS payments, you know, now, I'm just going to ask this rhetorically, because I think I kind of know what kind of an answer you're going to give me. Are we to be lectured anymore about gun control when the guy that lied on his gun application is the son of the guy who's lecturing us about guns? The guy, let's say, who didn't want to do his job, that guy... That guy needs to be impeached. I'm talking Merrick Garland here. There's, there is grounds to charge him with impeachment. And I just wish some Republicans would grow a set and do it. Merrick Garland is causing a great majority of the problems in our country today. He will not prosecute Democrats. It's that simple. He'll prosecute Republicans up the wazoo, but he won't prosecute Democrats, even when they are overtly guilty of whatever. Well, I mean, let's let's just do a little compare and contrast here, okay? Okay. Hunter Biden, <clears throat> on his famous laptop, mm-hmm. is, has document after document after document Email after email after email with hookers. Photos after photos after photos of him doing drugs. Okay, we've got the the lying on the gun application. You know, part of the gun application says, are you addicted to drugs? And Hunter, right. of course, said, no, no, no. not me. Moi? Addicted to drugs? <laughs> Why, certainly not. Um you know, all the while, he was high as a freaking kite. Uh, the right. guy who skated on, on you know, $300,000 that he owed the IRS, you know, um, that guy gets the sweetheart deal. That guy, no jail time, charges reduced to misdemeanors. Meanwhile, to contrast with that, we have soccer moms that show up at school board meetings and the same guy that won't prosecute hunter biden calls them domestic terrorists right right sound fair no 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 (laughs) but you know what merrick garland is also doing what he's told to do and i've said this before and i'm gonna say it again the one who's running this entire operation, this entire administration, in my opinion, the real big guy behind the scenes is number 44 and his pocketbook, George Soros. Yeah, you've got you've got the puppet, the puppet master and the puppet master's puppet master. Exactly. And the pocketbook of the top puppet master well that's that's what i mean you got you know the puppet is joe the puppet master is barack and the puppet master's puppet master is george soros is is soros yes and until that is accepted as fact until the republicans do something about this this is just going to continue on and on and on and on well i'll tell you what until until we control both the House and the Senate, you're not going to get rid of Merrick Garland. Well, you know what, Craig? As things stand right now, and I put this up, I believe it was yesterday, and the amount of response agreeing with me that people don't know what to do about it. I put up a thing that said, basically, neither Trump nor DeSantis nor any Republican is going to beat Joe Biden until the voter, I called it irregularity so I wouldn't be thrown off, but until the voter fraud, the manipulation, the early voting, 
the illegals voting two, three, and four times, the dead vote, and until we demand that voter ID is shown, we're not going to get back anything, probably for a generation to come. Our right. hold on the House is what, five votes? Four, and you know, four actually, um, four now. Four, okay. And you know, um, oh, what's his name from California, who's running for senator after his censure, you know he's going to win, so there's going to be another Democrat there. Yep. Guys, the, the, I, I don't get what's wrong with our Republican leaders. I just don't get it. Not one of them has worked on the, the voter fraud. None of them have said no. a damn thing. No. And, and I, you know, makes me wonder, what are they afraid of and what are they hiding? Yeah. You know, I mean, look, I, I, I admit I'm cynical, but come on. I know. You know? Um, yeah, so, you know, Hunter gets the sweetheart deal, uh, pals it up with Merrick Garland at the state dinner, and Joe's just as proud as he can be. He has such a great son, Craig. Don't you wish you had a son like Hunter? Ugh. I know. <laughs> just when the I, thought of it makes you gag. When I, when I look at Hunter, I, I can understand why I never had kids. I mean, ooh, and I'm just so glad my kids are nothing like that. <laughs> now we we mentioned, you know, we've got uh, well less than ten minutes left in the show tonight. We mentioned that they had this big state dinner because the prime minister from India was in town, uh, oh, Prime Minister know. Modi, um, and uh, so you know, of course, there's a lot of a lot of falderall that goes along with a state dinner, and uh, of course, Joe was being Joe and couldn't get out of his own way. Um, you know, as as respect for India, they played the national anthem of India. Joe mm-hmm. thought it was our national anthem, and he was standing there with his hand over his heart until somebody apparently in his earpiece said, Joe, that's not our national anthem. Get your hand the hell away from your heart. In which case, he tried to do it at very nonchalantly, slowly <laughs> moving his hand down. And that made it even more noticeable uh, that, that he was uh, screwed, screwing that up. Um, so then he gives a speech. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. You know, Joe Biden's aides just have to be terrified every time he gets near a microphone. So let's call this Joe Biden on Railroads 2.0. <laughs> now, a yes. week ago, we talked about this on the show. A week ago, he mentioned that we have plans to build a railroad across the Pacific to the Indian Ocean. Right. Uh, apparently, that's been upgraded because now, according to Biden yesterday, the railway project will link the Atlantic Ocean, the Indian Ocean, and Africa. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Now, maybe it's just me, but I'm thinking if you tried to run uh, a railroad over the ocean, it'll wind up at the bottom of the ocean just like that submersible. Yeah, can you imagine sinking the pilings thirteen thousand feet down? Uh, it I just mean, holy cow! What Craig, is this guy thinking? Well, he's not, but I mean, holy crap! Eighty-one million people voted for this guy. <laughs> well, and I say that use your air quotes, folks. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, you know. You would think, you would think that after at that League of Conservation Voters fundraising dinner a week ago where he said, you know, we have plans to build a railroad from the Pacific across the Indian Ocean, you would think that his handlers would have sat down with him and said, Joe, you can't build a railroad across the ocean, It, it, it won't work. 
Yeah, but don't give him any now, ideas. He might try to build, you know, like the English Channel. That might well, be next. But but let me explain. Let me explain what Joe got out of that little sit-down chat with his handlers. Okay. Okay, the, the handlers say, Joe, you, you can't build a railroad across the Pacific Ocean and the Indian Ocean. It won't work. What Joe got out of that was... Oh, I must, you know, that we can't build it across the Pacific? Well, how about the Atlantic? Surely yeah. we can build it over the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, dear God, yes. I mean, a, a, a little railway going across the pond. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, when they tell him you can't build one over the Pacific, he thinks, well, well, I guess maybe I must, have, I must say the Atlantic, you know, and get the right ocean. Yeah. Joe, it doesn't work over any ocean. And this one is running for president again. Ugh. We are that bad now, folks. And you know what? The Republican hierarchy remains silent again. I, yeah. What the hell? Why doesn't somebody just step up? You know, why doesn't Mitch McConnell just go to a microphone and go, he's, he's freaking nuts? Yeah. We can't do I that. I mean, it, you know? again, it goes back to... In my opinion, Jill Biden allows this. This is elder abuse. The world is laughing at him, but she so craves the power of First Lady, she's allowing it to continue, my opinion. And I think it's an accurate opinion. Yeah. I mean, but but in, in the last couple of days, we have learned about a super double-top-secret listening device that can hear implosions from thousands of miles away underwater. And right. we've, we've also learned that apparently we are planning waterborne railroads. Floating yeah. railroads. Floating railroads. What, what, what kind of technology the hell is that? I don't know. Maybe they're going to, you know... Put those puffy pontoon things, lay them across the ocean with little putt putt Thomas the train running across. I don't know. Yeah, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I mean, what the hell is going on here? This man is an embarrassment to our country. He is an embarrassment on the world stage. And I'll tell you, Marvin the Martian must be rolling over, you know, laughing his, his butt off. If the aliens came down and landed in my backyard and said, take me to your leader, I would ask him if they had anybody else in mind they'd like to meet. Yeah. Or you, know? I, or you know what I'd say to them? Take me with you. <laughs> I mean... You know, waterborne railroads, uh, holding yeah. his hand over his heart for the wrong national anthem. Yeah. Uh, God save the queen. Yep. Remember that one? I mean, that was last week, too. I, I mean, know. good God. Every time they put this guy out in public. Every single time. But let me say something serious here, folks. Okay. And Craig, I'm being serious. People Thanks for the warning. Okay. <laughs> People need to understand that what's happening now is they're going to run Biden. Of course, all the voter fraud is going to continue because the Republicans are not addressing it. Biden will win the election again. They will 25th him amendment out eventually. And then we'll have the biggest moron of them all, Kamala, as president. And Obama will be right in plain sight, pulling her strings. Can I ask you? I, I agree with you. By the way, yeah. In in the in the thirty seconds or so we have left, let me ask you a quick rhetorical question. As long as it's rhetorical, yes. Why do you suppose the Prime Minister of India would come over and sit down to dinner with the guy who just a few years ago said you can't go to a 7-Eleven without having a slight Indian accent? I, I honestly think he did it not for Biden. 
but for himself on behalf of the Indian people. Well, I'm sure that's true, but I mean, how much gravitas is there in sitting down with Joe Biden? Um, Zero. I'm thinking the real the real talks didn't go through Joe Biden. I think Modi probably met on his own with other people. Good God, I hope so. So do but, I. But the problem is they're all part of the Biden administration. That's true. You can, you, me, we're not going to win. We got to, these Republicans, I'm sorry, they've got to start speaking up. They do. But we have to pipe down because we're out of time. Okay. All right. With that, my Star Trek rates and nighty night, folks. Good night, everybody. Have yourselves a great weekend. We'll catch up with you again on Tuesday. Bye-bye.